Super Talk Mississippi media production. State Treasurer David McRae is returning record amounts of money to Mississippians, whether it's through the College and Career Savings Program or the millions in unclaimed money awaiting your claim. Treasurer David McRae says get your application and claims today. Treasury.ms.gov. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good thing. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio with us today. Now, don't forget, you can find inspiration for an unforgettable Mississippi getaway over at visitmississippi.org. But we're kicking off our week here on Good Things with the newly crowned Choctaw Indian princess, Miss Crosby. Hey, Miss Crosby. Hi, how are you? I am doing well this afternoon. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you so much. I know it's been a whirlwind since you were crowned at the 70th annual Choctaw Indian Fair. So how did the fair turn out? Was it was it a huge success? It was. It was. We had so many people, and I think everybody was just so excited to be back. To be back, obviously, and crowning a new princess, which you got crowned there at the fair. But give us a little background on the Choctaw uh, princess. What's sort of the process that you girls go through to getting the crown? The process that we usually go through is, like, the very first day before the pageant, that Tuesday before the pageant, we have interview, which can be very nerve-wracking. They ask us cultural questions. They ask us uh national questions it can be us about about us personally as well as just even speaking Choctaw to them and so that's really nerve-wracking and then the next part the next day actual pageant day we have this new segment of the pageant called the personal presentation where you present yourself to the crowd you present yourself to the judges you can talk about your platform why you should be princess or just how our tribe and our people have have impacted you. And then lastly, we have the traditional wear where you get up on stage, you present yourself with your full traditional attire, and you answer one question. Does everybody get that same question? No, ma'am. It's it's different. You get into a basket, you draw from a basket a judge's name, and whichever judge you pick, they give you one question, and it is different for everybody. Those questions always seem so nerve-wracking to me, just watching all the different types of pageants. I'm sure your, your pageant was no different, but a little bit different, though. You mentioned the traditional wear. It's not an even evening gown when we think of maybe Miss Mississippi or some of the other pageants. It's beautiful attire there that is traditional to your culture, as well as your crown. So if we're watching over at supertalk.fm, we have your photo there where you won and have your crown on. Share a little background about the tradition or the cultural significance of your crown because it's not what normally you would think of in terms of you know the crystal pageanty kind of crown yes our crown my crown specifically was 
handmade, beaded by a tribal member of our tribe. And it has the full tribal emblem on it with all of its meaning, as well as the designs on my crown. It symbolizes the tradition of our tribe. And I also have a matching sash pin that goes with my crown. So there were a lot of man hours or lady hours that went into creating your gorgeous uh, crown. And I know beadwork is one of those uh, cultural traditions that the Choctaws take uh, very seriously. And I I read that it was part of your pastime. When did you start doing um, traditional beadwork? I started doing beadwork when I was about eight years old. Like, we would we would learn a little bit during summer school, and I would always see the different medallions that people would, would make, and I was just like, oh, those are so beautiful. I wish I could make them. And so my mom took me to an older woman, and she taught me how to make beadwork, and that is how I started. So how important is it that you continue to pass down the traditions of making the beadwork? I know making baskets there uh, the Choctaw way is very, um, you know, significant to your culture and your tribe. So what's it, why is it important to continue those lessons on to maybe next generations, but then also sharing those with, with everyone else? It's important that way it does not die out. Like a lot of times you see different cultural aspects eventually die out. However, I want to learn each aspect as I can and pass it on to my children. That way they can pass it on to their children. And so, therefore, our culture does not does not become extinct. I agree. And that, that um, beadwork, if you see it, it, it look and everything that, you know, is beautiful should look easy, but it's not. It takes a lot of time and attention to put the colors together and make the patterns. Do you remember the first thing you made uh, beadwork by hand? Yes, I remember it was this tiny little purple medallion, and I would get so frustrated with it that I wanted to just throw it away or just put it down and never look at it again. But my mom started getting mad at me, like, you wanted to do this. You wanted to take the initiative to learn it. And so I picked it right back up, and I think my mom has it in her jewelry box right now. Oh, that's awesome. But you've graduated. I I, I read where you now make earrings and you make other type of jewelry. Do you keep those for yourself, or do you give them away as gifts? Or what are you doing with your beadwork? What I usually do is just give them away as gifts for my friends or my family members for Christmas and holidays. Well, pretty cool. Put me on that list for Christmas this year. I've been a good girl. I should get some medallion earrings. Now, I think they're gorgeous. I think if anyone's seen that or the baskets that uh, come from the Choctaw Indians, they're they're phenomenal in terms of craftsmanship. And I even think one uh, episode of, of HGTV's hometown, Aaron learned how to weave a basket um, from one of the natives there, and it was just absolutely um, gorgeous. And I think those are things that you know we should all know about and take pride in the fact that that's happening here you know in mississippi now you are i guess the 70th choctaw princess or at least the one crowned at the indian fair did you grow up going and watching other princesses get their their time to shine yes ma'am i always grew up watching the pageant and i remember one particular year my older cousin competed in the pageant and so it was just an honor being able to look up to her and seeing her go out there and represent not only our tribe, but our community. So what are your duties over the next year? I mean, do you get to get out and explore, or what will you be up to? 
hopefully I really would like to get out and explore and travel like majority of the princesses past have done. They usually go to Oklahoma or New Mexico or Cherokee. Hopefully I will get to do that. But other than that, I will be doing events within our tribe as well as events around Mississippi. Well, I know that will be weaved into also your coursework there at Mississippi State University. What are you studying? Have you made it back to campus? I know a lot of people are moving back uh, to Startville now, but tell us that and if you what, what you'll study. I am an anthropology major, but I have not moved back. I moved back this Sunday, actually. That's pretty cool. Okay, so for those of us who are like, oh, anthropology, we know not what that means. What what is What will you be doing with that degree? Anthropology is mainly just the study of people and their origins. I've always been interested in my culture and learning of other cultures, and I was like, oh, anthropology is the best way to go through with that. And so from there, I want to become a medical anthropologist and then come back and help my tribe. How would you help your tribe with that degree? With a medical anthropology degree, I want to come back and understand the health disparities, especially like COVID right now, as well as how it can impact the future generations. Well, pretty big stuff. I think you are the right woman to sort of get that job done, especially there as the Choctaw Indian princess. For those listening to Good Things, how can we help maybe support everything that's going on there with your tribe? Or what would you like for us to know about the Choctaw Indians that we may not know? The Mississippi Band of Choctaw Indians is the only federally recognized band of Indians within the state of Mississippi. And even though we are the only ones, we are still very looked down, not looked down upon, but like not very known within the state of Mississippi. Like I can go to one of the surrounding schools that surrounds my community, like um, Leek, county and they don't really know a thing about the Choctaw Indians. They don't know a thing about our people. They don't understand how we have come forth, how we have become who we are and become such a large impactor on the state. Absolutely. Well, I hope we're changing that just a little bit um, here today on Good Things. And you know you are welcome back any time that you want to share anything that's going on there or really cool and interesting, uh, you know, situations. You are you are welcomed here any time. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. All right. Best of luck to you in Starkville and your degree. Thank you so much. I'll send you an address where you can send me those earrings. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, not really, but no, no, <laughs> I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. All righty, pretty cool. That's your Choctaw Indian princess, Miss Crosby. Beautiful. I hope you took some time to go over to supertalk.fm to see her and make sure you learn about the Choctaw Indians here in Mississippi. We've got more for you, though, coming up next. This is me.
This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. Located in Gludstadt, just south of Germantown High, Calloway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful. Calloway's has just received a large shipment of ceramic pots. All sizes, all colors, all 40% off, no exclusions. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, local honey, jellies, and jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's has farm fresh produce seven days a week. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture and the largest selection in the South, period. We offer bulk soils for the do-it-yourself project. Callaway's offers landscaping. Designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape from a small job to total transformations. Just give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Visit Callaway's in Gludstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway south of Germantown High. Callaway's is... At Green Home Solutions, we make air better. Indoor air pollution can cause health risks such as asthma, eye issues, itchy and sore throats, respiratory problems, and skin irritations. Green Home Solutions provides you the indoor air quality you want for your home or business without indoor air pollutions and without the use of harmful chemicals. Create a balanced, healthy, and clean environment with Green Home Solutions. We make air better. Call me, owner Michael Keaton, at 601-988-7840 or look for us on Facebook. In the metro area, the houses talk. Hey, Jan, how's it going today? Hey, Barney. You're not sold yet? No, my shutters need replacing, my floors need unbuckling, my boudoirs need updating. Well, my person called Will White with the price, and Will White said the price was right. No updating, no nothing. I'm sold as of tomorrow. Call Will White. He buys houses. 601-401-4323. 601-401-4323. Or online at homebuyersms.com. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes. I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in. Where Mississippi comes to talk. The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Some nights I stay up casting in my bed luck. Some nights I call it a job. Good Things wants to remind you that there's an adventure in Mississippi awaiting you. Take some time today to go to visitmississippi.org to find out more. Now, August the 11th, which is coming up quickly, is National 811 Day. The day serves as a reminder for residents of Mississippi to always call 
811 before digging so utility companies can mark utility lines on your property. Nearly two in five homeowners will put themselves and their communities at risk each year by digging without calling, what's that number? 811 before they dig. So don't be that guy or gal. So just make the call. You can reach out uh, when digging in the state of Mississippi. Uh, you can submit a request or you can learn more by easily just calling um, 811 before you get out there and try to dig. I saw a lot of families, though, getting out, moving their college children back to uh, school this weekend or coming up. We talked about back to school for us, you know, K through 12ers, I think last week, but I think this week and coming up next will be the first time many of you are empty nesters or sending off another baby bird to um, college. And I don't know which comes like faster. I know in terms of chronological years, which seems like to hit you faster is kindergarten. But then it feels like when you start to send them off for college, man, that's a real transition in life. But you got to feel like, man, you made it. To some degree, I mean, if they're headed off to college, that's definitely sort of a good thing. So I truly enjoy seeing all of the posts for, you know, decorating your dorms and getting people to their universities or uh, junior colleges for the first time. And then the parents obviously leaving those sappy, that's my baby there. But once you leave them there, come back home and go upstairs in the attic and take a look because you may find some collectibles up there that have been hanging out in their room. Rhino, this one's for you. But I'm pretty sure most of us who played Super Mario don't have it still in the wrapper. It's probably not. It's probably been worn and torn. But a sealed... You're lucky if you still got the box. Right. Agreed. But a sealed copy of Super Mario Brothers for the Nintendo Entertainment System sold for $2 million. $2 million. Million! Which breaking a record for video game sales that was set less than a month Earlier, So it was a collectibles investment website rally, I think, that announced. Anyway, it was new in the box copy of the 1985. So that's about right. You know, we were two just knee high to grasshopper. The video game was purchased by an anonymous buyer for two million breaking again. I guess it was Super Super Mario 64 sold last last month in July for one point five six million similar new in box condition yes but there's so many questions there number one why number two what do you do with your life that you have two million dollars to spend on a game you're probably never going to take out of the package you know what better yet if you've got two million dollars to spend on a game that's never been touched i mean maybe you're really creeped out by covid and that's the only way you want to play video games i hope you open it and enjoy it knowing that you're the only person that got the opportunity to do it because it would really make me sad to think that you spent two million bucks to get something that was sitting lifeless in an attic somewhere that what maybe back in 85 you spent 25 you i mean you can get new games now for 50 bucks so we'll say less than 50 bucks and now you literally just paid two million dollars to transport it to your attic or wherever just to look at it i mean i know some folks just got 49.99 in 1985 wow that was high yes yes that was high then because now you can get multiples or whatever it's you know it it is definitely a different time games with video games have always been expensive <laughs> video games the newest one is always going to be 
50, 60, 70. Well, bucks. I think they, they reverse it. It's like you buy the printer and then the ink's expensive. But with video games, I mean, they're still, it's, the devices themselves can be an investment. But then each game, because you only need one, you're not going to buy multiples of them unless you, unless you break them. But so I just want to know this person ripped, got home. I was about to say, we could could just make up a a Hallmark kind of story, a Disney-esque story for this person. This person might have grown up underprivileged and and never had a Nintendo when they were growing up. And then they figured out some cure for something, and they've made their millions. And now they want that rush of opening up Mario Brothers that they never got when they were little. So they spend $2 million on a new one. And what it doesn't tell you in the story, it's like, who sold it? I mean, is this, I mean, because in my mind, it's got to be one of two things. It's either a parent or someone who came across it that was, you know, little Johnny finally went on to school or maybe, you know, you're finally moving out of your childhood home. Your parents are and you're finding things in the, you know, that's been shoved in the attic or in the basement that's sort of been packed away because it happens. I mean, Christmas can get out of control and there are times you, you know, you, you, after, after everything's been open, you scoop it all up and then you move it into your kid's room or whatever it may be. And sometimes those things just get lost. Now you would think someone would know that they had, they're missing their game when they would go look for it. But hey, in my child's room, you could, it could get lost. <laughs> and you're better off buying another one than figuring out where she, where she put it, even though uh, she had just bought it. But so there's so many different ways. Either that or you've got someone who's held on to it for a really long time. And finally, they just decided to part ways for it for whatever reason. Well, that reminds me of the story I was reading about a video game console that was new in box that showed up. But this was more of a, of a, it seems like it was kind of meant to be. There was a grandmother who purchased a GameCube. Remember the Nintendo GameCube back in mm-hmm. like 2000, 2001? Purchased one of those and a couple controllers and some games and was really going to blow it out of the park for her grandson. Well, she passed. The grandson has now grown up and had a, had a kid of his own, and they found that old GameCube still wrapped in the back of a closet were able to give it to the the now would would be the great grandson gave it to him for his birthday they got to open it up and it's a brand new gamecube and everything that the intended recipient can now play with his kit oh that's pretty cool that's pretty cool mike from grand base says are used versions of games worth any money depends on the game it depends on the game it probably just depends on the condition yeah i mean they're worth something uh you know because I mean, if you've got your name written in Sharpie on the the little sticker on it, it's going to be lo- worth less than if it was pristine with no writing on it. But it, the used game market is hectic at best. And then Larry and Jackson, exactly, you know, is the box what they want. Because you can find used ones. I mean, you can probably go on line and google super mario brothers and find used games but it is the fact that it was it had never been opened and whatever else it's just, just always, think about it how many new in box versions of that game are still out there correct can't be that many no and so i mean i that's just a unique individual i would like to spend a few minutes just asking some more follow-up questions number one what'd you do with your life you know number two why on the ceasefire text line, Shane and Tupla always wondered what sets the monetary value of collectibles. Hearing the price of toys, etc., that sell for that unreal amount. 
love the show. Well, yeah, you hear too about like the Teddy Rubskins, and there's other things that just you'll hear. And and again, it, it goes back to maybe it was someone who didn't get it for Christmas, and now they find themselves financially better off than most. Uh, that you know get to sort of relive that, but. You know. I think it has to have a, a layer of nostalgia in there somewhere. Yeah, you're not just an investment banker going, "Yeah, I'll invest two million in that Mario Brothers." I'm sure that's going to go up in value. Yes. Well, I know how it was when we bought my oldest her first. Is it Bitty Baby? And then you know what you pay for that darn thing, and you think, well, now you can't play with it because mommy spent way too much money on a toy for you. So let's just put it over here. So I hope that person who. Which we ended up not doing, and now she's covered in marker and has got all kinds of dings on her. And she's 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 well worn, so don't feel don't feel bad for. Her. Um, we'll feel bad for the doll, but not for my kid. But you hope that whoever bought bought it for two million actually, if it is for somebody else, actually allows them the opportunity to play it, and it's not. Oh look, let me put this up here where you can't touch it because Daddy spent two million dollars on it. Here's another headline that just makes you go, what? Why are, why are people even keeping count of this? But a Wisconsin man marks 32,340 Big Macs eaten since 1972. It's a world record. Why he started ticking that off and sort of keeping count of it. But he has held the Guinness World Record for a lifetime of Big Mac consumption since 1999. And his record updated with the latest total, as I mentioned, 32,340. He averages two of the McDonald's signature sandwiches a day and has been making them a part of his routine since 1972. That's one I don't think anybody will break. I mean, you would have to start training up a child now. (laughs) Raise up a child in the way of the Big Mac so that they may be a world record holder. Right? Like, at what point did this guy go, you know what? I might could get something out of this. Why don't I just keep doing this and keep tally of it? You would think they would be giving them to him for free at this point. For sure. He says he he doesn't know where his obsession with Big Macs first began. Probably the secret sauce. (laughs) But anyway, he didn't realize that it would go on forever. But now he says, why stop? I think he's got this one in the bag. I don't know. But stick with us. we got more good things for you coming up next. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny conditions, high near 94. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 75. Your Tuesday rolls in with a 20% chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 96. And for your Wednesday, a 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms, sunny sky, high near 96. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. A Complete Flag Source is proud to announce that Mississippi has a new state flag. We are taking orders now for all sizes of the newly designed State of Mississippi flag. Flags are in production, and soon you can be flying one at your home, school, or business. Place your order by emailing at sales at completeflags.com, calling our store at 601-362-9333, or finding us on the web at completeflags.com. Have you paid a visit to our store? A Complete Flag Source is located at 5295. 
I-55 North Jackson. Too far to visit? Give us a call at 601-362-9333 with your order or questions. Thank you for shopping local and supporting a Mississippi-owned business. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. Pediatric care is more than treating a child when they are sick. It is a health care journey from infancy to adolescence. Dr. Katherine Philippi, pediatrician at Trust Care Kids in Madison. We build lasting relationships with parents based on trust. From pediatric primary care and well child checkups to after hours visits, our specialists provide quality care, usually within an hour, so that your child will feel better faster. To schedule an appointment, visit TrustCareHealth.com and click Trust Care Kids. Trust care. Feel better faster. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Hospitals across the state are filling with COVID patients again, and it's taking a huge toll on healthcare workers. A 55-year-old person had just died, and they are crying. Their hearts are ripped out because this person did not have to die. Singing River Health System CEO Lee Bond told us getting vaccinated is the key to staying out of the hospital. Last week saw an increase in the number of school districts mandating masks. They'll remain optional in the Corinth School District, but Superintendent Lee Childress told Supertalk that even if policies change, we all need to learn to work together. While we have to respect the differing of opinions, sometimes we have to make decisions or enforce decisions or comply with decisions that we all might not agree with, but might be in the best interest of our community. They returned to the classroom in late July as one of the few school districts in Mississippi that operates on a modified calendar. I'm Kelly Bennett. This is Jake Mangum. Some call me the mayor. No player wins any game by themselves. It takes a team. So if you want excellent customer service and competitive insurance rates, you need to go with the home team. Mississippi Farm Bureau, just like I did. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. With a historical barrier gone and a new state flag flying, it's the dawn of a new day and new opportunity for Mississippi. The Mississippi Economic Council has identified three areas vital for shaping our future. Bolstering education and workforce development, enhancing our business climate, and keeping and attracting the best and brightest talent to build a stronger, more competitive state. Thanks to a sponsorship from Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Mississippi, MEC will be meeting with leaders across the state to develop a plan for securing our future. For more, visit MEC.MS. Gallo knows Mississippi better than anyone. 
no one gets better interviews than him. Gallo. He asks all the questions everybody wants to know. Mornings on Super Talk Mississippi. Keeping you up to date with news, weather, and politics that affect you and your family. Up to the minute reports on air and always online at supertalk.fm. Your statewide news network, Super Talk Mississippi News, at supertalk.fm. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. good things for you and your family to do in Mississippi. Lots of places to eat, stay, and play. So take some time today to go to visitmississippi.org to explore a little more. If you would like more of Super Talk, you can get that in many different ways. We hope you've taken the time to connect with us over on YouTube. You can get all the latest news, politics, sports, and, of course, the good things there by subscribing for free on the YouTubes, as well as via podcast form. You can never miss a show. If you subscribe to our podcast, you can get it whenever you can get around to it. So wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, whether it's Apple or your Android or wherever it may be, just search for uh, Good Things or Super Talk and then hit the subscribe button all the way down and then boom, there you go. And if you so kindly would give us a five-star review, that would be a really good thing, um, too. I don't know what is a good thing, though, eating 32,340 Big Macs since 1972, but one man did that. and it's Surviving it is a good thing. <laughs> surviving is definitely a good thing. As Paula says, I have to wonder what the guy eating two Big Macs a day weighs. And I had said that I didn't know where his love affair came from. So I went back and looked. And apparently his love affair with the sandwich began when he got his first car. Okay. Remember, you got the keys to your first car and you think freedom. The road is just, you know, my wonderland. I can go wherever I want to. I can do whatever I want to do. Where's the first place that you drove when you got your keys to your car or got your driver's license? Well, this man, quote, I drove straight to McDonald's. I got my first three Big Macs. Then I got in the car. He didn't even go inside. He got in the car and he ate them. In that moment, I said, I'm going to probably eat these for the rest of my life. I mean, they're good. And then he threw the cartons in the back of his seat and he started counting them from day one. So I'm curious if he has kept up with like receipts or the cartons or, you know, how does he absolutely, you know, know. Now, I'm going to guess at least since 99, when he first got the Guinness World Record, he probably has a better tracking system now, a little more organized. Or did the Guinness folks just send somebody to shadow him for a week? Like, we're going to make sure you eat this many, and then we're going to extrapolate from that. You know, there's there's not many things that I think I could eat, maybe one of every day, but two of every day for that many years. And I mean, Big Mac's good. I'm not going to deny it. I mean, it's not wouldn't be my go-to sort of fast food burger for sure but it wouldn't i wouldn't turn one down if i was starving i mean i've eaten them and they're filling so i can't imagine you know two a day i hope mcdonald's is near his house but that's not the only strain if he's been doing it that often and for that long i'm pretty sure mcdonald's locations have played a big factor anytime he calls the realtor 
location. It's like, hey, uh, I can't be too far away from my Mackie D's now, so find me a house within this circle, please. Why isn't he like a commercial for them or something? I mean, he should definitely earn his right with the golden arch. That's what I'm saying. They should have like a card. He just walks in and goes, I'm I'm here for my Big Macs. (laughs) Well, there's another strange, but for a better reason or for a good call should i say when it comes to eating i could almost get behind this one more than well once you hear you know it's all about relative in terms of the numbers that you've heard i just said thirty-two thousand. so when you hear 153 you think that's nothing i could do that compared to thirty-two thousand. but a gentleman ate at chick-fil-a for 153 days to raise money for charity So he wanted to break the record for having lunch at Chick-fil-A every available day that ended at 153 days. So you know what day he got off? Sundays. And he raised $15,300 for charity in that way. So he was having lunch with some friends at a Chick-fil-A when a news story sparked his interest in setting an unusual record. He said he sat down for a salad with some buddies and he read a news article was talking about beating out a San Diego man who went 115 days eating at Chick-fil-A. It's so strange to me how people just get inspired by, well, I could do that. He did 115. I'll go 153. And he agreed to match and someone agreed to match his donations by $50 a day. And that's where it, it that's where the money came from. So 153. So, hey, if you paid me $50 a day to go eat at Chick-fil-A, I might would take you up on it. Now, he wasn't eating, it doesn't necessarily say the same, the same thing every time. Same thing every time. He probably time. tried everything on the menu. For real. And went for breakfast maybe one day, lunch the next day. and then. But even then, after 153 days, you love the Lord's waffle fries, chicken and waffle, but it's, we need a break. After and 153 you days, you're going to know which days the kitchen was having an off day. Yes. You're going to have it down that path. I wonder if, if like the service was impeccable 153 times in a row, right? Because, and did you do curbside? Did you do carryout? Whatever. Anyway, super interesting. Neither one I don't think I could do. It's like day 102, and he's like, they didn't fry this one for the, it's three seconds too under fried. Someone mentioned, Larry and Jackson says, can he get a million bucks for one in the original box? And I'm going to assume you're talking about the, the Big, Big Mac. Mac. <laughs> you know what? I bet if he still had the original Big Mac from 1972 to now, someone would pay a million bucks to do all kinds of experiments on there. Because I think McDonald's is one of those that people have bought, like, yeah, there's one, I think, in England that's been under glass since the early 90s, and it's still sitting there. It's just hanging Looks out Looks like there. you bought it maybe a couple weeks ago. I mean, it doesn't look fresh, but it doesn't look bad. Which, you know, this is good things. I'm not here to destroy your appetite, but take it for what it's worth. That guy should really, though, be a walking science project because, I mean, a Big Mac's never killed anybody. But to a day since 1979, I mean, you would have to think there's some real ramifications for that in terms of your arteries and diabetes. And they don't go into his medical <laughs> disclosure there. Although there was this very popular 
Uh, Super Size Me came out. Oh, yeah, where and, the guy ate McDonald's for every meal for a month. Or to see what it did, but then obviously he went for whatever he wanted. And, there, you know, there's two sides to every story, no matter how thin you slice it. So there was a, a group that did the same thing but chose the healthier options and ate just fast food in the same amount of time, and they improved their health. So it comes down to the choices you choose when you're there. But this guy was clearly choosing two Big Macs for the last three decades or more, four decades or more, and he's got plaques to prove it. All kinds of plaques. Plaques in the arteries, plaques on the wall, plaques in his teeth. I don't know. Plaques everywhere. He needs to combat that with some bananas. And the reason I say that is because nobody's eating a world record number of bananas. But if you've been to the Good Things Facebook group today, you'll see that I have started a food debate, which always usually starts in my own home. This morning, there was two bananas left. And bananas go from good to eat them, eat them, eat them, eat them. Like right now, like basically overnight. So we have two bananas, and I hate wasting food. So I tossed one to my husband. I said, you need to eat this banana today. I'm going to eat this one, going to the grocery store, whatever. He looked at me. He said, I can't eat that banana. I don't. It's too ripe. I said, like, it's perfect. He's like, oh, no. I like green bananas. Who likes green bananas? Apparently, a lot of people like their bananas a little bit more on the green side don't care for green versus but there's so many stages so if you're on facebook this is a great reason to go and look it's hard for us to share the visual of you here on good things but just think it literally goes there's a from, gradient o nanner yes it really it goes from the greenest of green to banana pudding time or banana bread time really there's you can pass banana pudding time and still make banana bread with it there's there are some deviance isn't that yeah when you get up to numbers 13 14 and 15 on that gradient o nanner you are gonna probably need some help getting it peeled so there's one through 15 here mine this morning was around a 10 or 11 and my husband says he's he sits very comfortably at a two or three and i was thinking to myself well why in the heck am i even buying bananas if you're only going to eat them like (laughs) one night of one night at the house and the bananas are, are past its prime for you Basically is what you're telling me. Like, I, we just need to get a banana tree, and then you just need to help yourself whenever they start, whenever you can see them getting to the color that, that you like. I feel like most of us, we want the banana to be able to peel easily because, you know, when you get it, to me, it's not ready. If I have to work for it to get it to get it to start to peel, and you know what I'm talking about, you end up mushing the top piece of the banana through trying to Yeah, force. you feel like an 80s action hero. Snap and peel. Right. And so I need it to easily, like, peel, right? But I don't want it to... St- I don't want there to be more peel than there is banana. Because if you get it too green, it has that crunch when you pull it off. You know what I'm talking about? And it's like, ooh. Similar should- sensation to when you're peeling the, the plastic off electronics? Yeah. Yeah. Now I don't want you to peel it, then it flop off. <laughs> we've, we've passed your prime there in terms of just eating it. Or you mean, I'll eat it because I don't want it to go go bad. I mean, even though bananas are some of the most cost-effective foods at the grocery store, you still don't want to just throw them away. But you tell us, where do you like your bananas on the shade of green to banana bread? 601-879-4395. Please don't text and drive. More good things up next.
Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. If you or someone you know suffers from dizziness or imbalance, Physical of Jackson, spelled F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, can help improve your balance and decrease your chances of falling. Susan Geiger and her team of specialized therapists are as unique as their name, providing a personalized approach to therapy and cutting-edge equipment. Physical, F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, spelled different because we are different. Call today for your appointment, 601-487-2260. Demand the best for your truck. Linex spray-on bed liners give the only nationwide lifetime warranty. Linex of Jackson is your source for all of your truck accessory needs. From lift kits, wheels, tires, bed covers, hitches, you name it, we do it. Want leather installed in your car or truck? We even give a lifetime warranty on our leather. Linex of Jackson has been your source for spray-in bed liner and truck accessories for over 20 years. Come see us on Highway 80 between Airport and Crossgates. Linex of Jackson, 601-664-0030. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Fresh Gulf Shrimp. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Fresh Gulf Oysters. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Your Fresh Seafood Headquarters. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland, just past Lake Harbor Drive. 601-790-9407. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events. But thanks to two men in a truck, Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need. A professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. This is the closing agri-market report. At the close in our cotton exchange, December cotton was down 80 to 90.90. March cotton was down 79 to 90.54. Closed at the Chicago Board of Trade. November soybeans were down seven cents, thirteen twenty-nine and three quarters per bushel. January soybeans were down seven and a quarter to thirteen thirty-four per bushel. December corn was down one and three quarters to five fifty-four and three quarters per bushel. March corn was down three cents to five sixty-one and three quarters per bushel. At the Mercantile, October live cattle was down forty to one twenty-seven forty-seven. December live cattle was down forty-two to one thirty-two ninety. October feeders down seven cents to one sixty-five seventy. November feeders down seventeen cents to one sixty-seven ten. At this hour, the Dow Jones is down forty-nine points, thirty-five thousand one fifty-nine. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is the Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. If you purchased Super S Super Track 303, Super S 303, Cam 2 Pro Max 303, or Cam 2 303 Tractor Hydraulic Fluid from Tractor Supply, Orschland, Rural King, or Atwoods, you may be entitled to a cash payment as part of a class action settlement. Learn more by visiting 303TractorHydraulicFluidSettlement.com or calling 866-742-4955. These specific products fail to meet OEM specifications and viscosity requirements and could also cause severe damage to your equipment. This notice is authorized by the federal court and is directed to those who bought 303 tractor hydraulic fluid from Tractor Supply, Orschland, Rural King, or Atwoods between December 1st, 2013 and the present. Your claim deadline is December 29th, 2021, and you may be eligible for a monetary award. Act now by visiting our class action website at 303tractorhydraulicfluidsettlement.com or by calling 866-742-4955. 
Real talk for real Mississippians. The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1 on Super Talk Mississippi. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Getaway. You can do that over at visitmississippi.org. Now, if you go away for too long and you just bought bananas, you might as well go ahead and throw them away whenever you get home. They are, they're like avocados. You buy them and they look perfect. And then, and it is also one of those things. And then overnight, it feels like it's all of a sudden you're like, whoa, what happened to my bananas? Let me make some pudding or some bread. It's also one of those fruits, and I think it is because it's usually affordable. It's usually very, I mean, it's you can get a bunch of bananas for you know, a dollar, maybe two dollars max, and, you know, have snacks for everything that you have good intentions for, too. A two-dollar bunch of bananas is a big bunch of bananas. Right. You're like, you know what? Let's get some, we need some bananas. Every house, it's one of those things you feel like every house needs, and it's one of those things you forget you have until you look up and you're like everyone's eating a banana today before they all go go bad or they spoil but some of you like that and so that's what we're talking about it's like where are you on the spectrum of bananas if you if you're over on the good things facebook group you can see the visual there but if not it's easy are you a green all the way to banana red and sort of everywhere in between and you kind of know where your banana sweet spot is and i know it depends on maybe what your going to be making them or sort of eating them um, with or for. But we all kind of have that, like, banana stride. So where were you on it, Rhino? I will take anything from about a six and up, maybe a five on a, on a really squirrely day. But, yeah, I'll, I'll go all the way up to the brownest of brown and, and darker than that because if you want the most delicious banana peanut butter sandwich – you got to get a banana that the spots have pretty much taken over, where it's mushy and sweet and ripe. And then you don't do it the Elvis style, where you splather the peanut butter on there and then slice up a banana on it. No, no, no. This is the one where you put it on a plate and mush it up and swirl it around and then smash it on the bread. So that is one thing you can say. Like the green from there, it is a sweeter, more high starch, high sugar banana, the more ripe it gets. And you can definitely taste that as it sort of progresses. Now, to the point that, like, it should really, you should really care other than for taste and preference? No, uh, not at all. I, when I was looking for whatever good research I could get on this topic today, there was like, what's the healthiest shade of banana? I was like, whatever you will eat. Like, come on now. Let's get, let's get over that. But there is a preference part to it, and you can completely have that. Darren and Jackson says, I'm on the same page as your husband on bananas. So you are on the greener side of things. And someone else said, I will not eat bananas past yellow. No brown spot. But also not green. So Debbie in Ocean Springs, you are very particular. You have like a 12-hour window then to get in your ultimate banana <laughs> banana shade for most, you know, for most banana purchasing experiences. You may get one to two days, but they they sort of start to turn and they'll turn um, kind of quickly, you know, on you. Which is one of those things too when you talk about like farm to table when they actually. Because banana, y'all, bananas ain't growing in Mississippi. So if you see, 
Farm Fresh Bananas here in Mississippi run or just tell them they're lying because it, it ain't happening. But <laughs> they have to pick them. They're like stupid green. I mean, they are like as green as green can be. And then they slowly ripen over their journey to your grocery store. But I'll admit, when I'm shopping, and that's one of the things, depending on when your grocery store gets their deliveries, which is usually... Depends on the grocery store. It depends on the grocery store. You get the best pick of the bananas when they put them out. And I would prefer to buy the greener bananas knowing, not so green that like green green, but greener, at least at the tippy top. And give it a day, because I'm going to forget about it. And who eats their actual groceries on the day they buy them? It's the next day or, like, days to follow. And give them that time to continue to ripe. You always hate to get there when the bananas are picked over. Because you'll see they're, you know, they're swimming around. The banana's sort of been there. Everyone's looking for the last bit that will be decent. Nobody wants to walk out of the store with the bananas that's going to turn on them within, um, within 24 hours. But it happens. I always wondered what happened to those bananas. Where do they take them? Someone mentioned, you know, you should never waste them. Even if you're not necessarily a baker, you can throw those things in the freezer and they make delicious smoothies. So you should never let bananas necessarily just be tossed in the garbage. They can serve a purpose for sure. You can also find great recipes for ice cream, banana ice cream and other sort of things. If you do find yourself, like me, not liking green bananas and you're staring at a bunch of green bananas and you want a banana, but you don't want to wait, you got two options. You can wait a little bit or you can wait a little bit longer. You can either wait about 15, 20 minutes while the oven heats up, throw it in the oven for about 10 minutes, it'll ripen it right up and sweeten it up. Or if you got a little bit longer to wait and you just got green bananas but you want yellow bananas the next day, Throw them in a brown paper bag. Fold up the top. They'll be brown tomorrow. They'll be brown tomorrow, which Tim McCormick would love. Anything short of the black banana from Paul Blair, too. How you like bananas? Up to you. Hey, as your dietitian, I'm just happy you're eating them. But we'd love to have you over on the Good Things Facebook group. The conversation never ends. If you want to see the array of bananas there, you can. Stick with us. You got more, though, coming up next with the boys from 3 to 6. But Rhino and I... We'll catch you back tomorrow here at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.